0: Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to Trigger. This is Tony. This is Zach. Uh, welcome back again. Uh, like we said before, we're trying to give you guys a little more action now that we got the holidays over with. Thank God. Oh yeah. So definitely go back listen to our other episodes as well to catch up on things. And um, you know we got we got a pretty decent podcast we're looking at doing today. So again, it's always uncut, unraw, uncensored, no editing, nothing. This is how we are, who we are. When we fuck up on our words or descriptions or anything like that that's who we actually are so yep. thank you very much for tuning in and uh definitely support us and help us out so we can help you guys donate subscribe share
1: get it out everywhere um if this could help one person that'd be great um sometimes these podcasts are deep um they go deep down inside uh sometimes we try to give good advice yeah
0: um sometimes i mean we, sometimes <laughs> sometimes our advice might be hindered but hey you know we, what that's what's for relationship advice um, yeah wouldn't really take
1: it but you know no. it's yeah. out there in case somebody needs it crystal myth and magic strippers
0: you know yeah
1: you know it's always a good day <laughs> it's not all cupcakes and rainbows in the world
0: no no so today is january 2nd so happy new year if you're listening to us you know within the next couple days and if not well it is 2021. We still have corona and the world's turning to shit. So Welcome to
1: round two. Round two Jumanji. of
0: shit. Yeah. yeah. Fucking pick your monkey, you know? <laughs> I'm two. But yeah, I was like <laughs> 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 So, special guest tonight joining us is my girl and wife, Stephanie. Uh, she's kind of sitting in the background, so... She might pop in every once in a while. I, so. I hope she does, yeah, because she so. usually gives us... She, she keeps me in, in line in a good way, so because you know us us vets are crazy so yeah definitely all right so let's get into our topic our topic this time around is um you know we leave the military we leave our service whatever it is but it never really leaves us we always have the little things that again like we always say you can always tell a real vet from one of those fake ones or on. valor the stolen valor motherfucker. so you know we just want to kind of go on to that topic tonight and and hit that up
1: yeah um sorry no go ahead Brian. brain brain fart <laughs> um so kind of think it like you know you, your your time and service stops but the clock doesn't stop the clock yeah. doesn't stop till you're six feet under absolutely um you know there's there's little quirks and things that you could tell with a military member um, a veteran, you know, little things that he, he does that kind of puts you back into your seat a little bit, makes you think, um, yeah. like the first day we met each other, we already yeah. knew before we knew, I knew, I knew as soon as I walk into the building, I knew how he stood. I, I knew his facial expressions when <laughs> somebody talked about something, yep. you know, the, the way he walked, um, you, you pick up on those things pretty quick. You do, because um, it's it's rare for a
0: normal person to have those traits. Um, Absolutely, even if they are, I'll say a descendant, but a, a child of military and stuff, because they still haven't gone through it. They don't understand. No. Um. So yeah, it's it's amazing how you can really pick up those small things. Um. And it's not just if someone's wearing a hat or a T-shirt or has a sticker on their car. That shit don't mean nothing. You can get you, those anywhere. Yeah, you can buy that offline, in line, wherever. And it that doesn't matter. But like mm-hmm. you said, Zach, that, those little things, the look in someone's eye that, I hate saying it, but that thousand mile stare, the, when you're talking, someone knife hands you, but it's a correct knife hand, not some shit they saw off TV. You know what I mean? It was just those so small things when, I know one thing that I catch myself doing a lot um, is when I'm standing a lot of times uh i've gotten better at it but my feet will always go to that 45 45 yep so it's just a small stuff like that attention attention to detail you know when you're talking to somebody are you actually listening and looking in their eyes and it's just small stuff like that that really adds up
1: yeah and it's you can uh would also tell too i mean people that are married to military members um like my wife notice every time you know before i go to bed I always do a perimeter check. Um, I make sure all the doors are locked. Yep. Um, the lights are off. Um, I don't know why I turn the lights off, but it's just part of those checks that I do before I lay my head down. Absolutely. Um, you know, the, the, the way I sit in restaurants where, <laughs> you, where you can go to restaurants. Like I talked about in the last podcast, um, you always have an escape route. Yes. You always know that escape route. And it's different inside every building because of the makeup of the building. But the military mindset that you have is you always have an escape route. You know where every exit is in that building. You know how many exits are in that building. Yep. Um, cameras. I catch myself Yep.
0: Uh, counting cameras yep. as soon as I walk in.
1: You know, and it's one weird thing that I do. You know, I was talking to uh, Dugan last night. Uh, last week at the firehouse um you know i count steps
0: Mm -hmm.
1: it's weird but i count steps because that's part of my escape route you know as soon as i walk in the building i know how many steps it takes to get in that building i know how many steps it takes to get to my seat like in my house it's three steps to get inside the door you take two steps take a left go up two steps and then you go up 12 steps and you're on the second floor of my house yep you know it's it's part of i wouldn't say really routine but it's what was you know instilled in me to make sure you know your surroundings and where you're at absolutely in case you have to get out in case shit hits the fan
0: yeah i mean we'll just get a little deep there if let's say half your building blows up and you're blinded and if anybody is listening has heard an explosion a real explosion or seen anything like that you are so disorientated you have no idea what's going on wherever. So counting those things, let's say you're going down those steps. And now you can count, was it five steps, six steps? You, mm-hmm. you don't know if you're at the bottom and then you could possibly fall and break yourself and hurt yourself more. Yep. So it's counting out a little, let's say 12 steps. Also, you know how many steps are going down, but at the same time, you can, that calms your own mind yeah. and gets you back into reality. So yeah, I mean, it's small stuff like that that civilians don't understand yet. Um, and they never will because they've never had to. You know, like go, like going off of that, you know, your house blows up.
1: All right, let's just say, God forbid your house blows up. Yeah. Um, you know, you're stuck on the second floor, like Tony was saying. All right, you know what room you're in. Mm-hmm. You know you're either on the, you know, A side, B side, D or C side of your house. You got to think of it that way. Yes. Um, so if you're on the second floor, you're stuck on the D side of your house you know where your steps are. You know if you're counting six steps and there's nothing after six, you know you got a problem. You know you're yeah. in a situation. But if you get all down those twelve steps, you know you're on the first floor and you can go from there.
0: Yeah, and again, that's the situational awareness. That's a small stuff, um, and it's it's wild because when you are, I'll say when you're born into it, like my wife was. You know, her dad was 82nd. I was 10th Mountain. So. Certain things like that, she alone has picked up, even before she met me, she's learned the small things like that, and we'll go into a restaurant and she'll say, honey, I know you need to sit, you know, facing the door, but I feel kind of weird. Can I sit next to you? Or, hey, I'll look on this side. You got my six, I got your six. So it's certain stuff you definitely can teach, but to actually live it and know, I mean, I know in the office, when I was in my motor pool, we were in the office, Nobody sat in the middle of the room. Everyone was on the perimeter, and it's just that's how. It, and it was just sitting down and learning a class, but you're always around that perimeter, and you're always that's because suicide each other.
1: was in the middle of the floor.
0: It so was, it was. That's where the guys
1: <laughs> on suicide watch were. were in the middle of the
0: floor. Yup. Um,
1: yeah, it, it's crazy too. Yeah, I gotta sit, you know, in a restaurant at my own house. Mm-hmm. My back has to be against the wall. I got to be facing out. I can't. I get paranoid. Watch um, the doors, and I get I'm I get sketchy. Couch, you know when <laughs> <laughs> when I was growing up, um, I remember a story. So we uh, we would always go Christmas shopping out of Cross Ooh, man. and it was me, my mom, my sister, and my dad. Um, my dad would hand the credit card off to my mom, and my mom <laughs> and sister would go shopping. My dad and I would sit in the middle of Crossgates and people watch. Um, That's you know, good times. People watching is fun. Oh, yeah. You know, and it can go along, you know, with the military because you see those facial expressions mm-hmm. you see it on different people.
0: You can read them. Yes. You can learn them. And
1: you, lear- you learn how to read people. Um, reading people is big. You can tell when they're lying. Um, you can tell, you know... If they came home with a new gun, um you can pretty much you pretty much tell everything. Um, absolutely. So it people people watching is big and, and I have to do that. I watch people all the time.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. And like you say, you know, facial facial expressions I absolutely love because you know, you can be the best poker player in the world and have the best poker face. But when shit's hitting the fan or if someone's about to go rob a store or something like that, it, it shows right through. Um, you know, you could tell, I'll even say in the military, the privates who, who are fucking, they just got to the unit. They're scared shitless. Yeah. They don't know what's going yep. on, where anything is. They're, they're out of place. Yeah. Um,
1: there's a lot of, so, you know, when I went through basic and AIT, you know, it it was a whole different world than it is now. Um, you know, everybody now, I can't say everybody, probably 99% of them. Um, They want A participation trophy Yes You know There was people They come, want a cookie for yeah.
0: For getting diabetes
1: You know they, they, There was <laughs> There's People that You know Come into the military now That Have asked You know How come these five guys Got patches mm. Underneath their <laughs> Underneath their flag You know And I left it alone For a little while you know, and then it just it, every every drill, you know, every every weekend drill, every every at, you know, and finally I couldn't I couldn't stand it anymore, you know, yeah. and I said, "Look, motherfucker, we earned our shit. Oh yeah, that's why we got it because we earned it. You know, we're not just going to hand you out. Because now in basic training, you get a fucking U.S. Army patch. Yep, that you can wear. You know, it's." Just I, because you want to feel part of the group Doesn't mean, you know You are the group You no. are the group <laughs> Not happening You were in that before, no. before I left my unit There was a, the The five of us Were the five of us In the maintenance section mm-hmm. That l- Deployed together You know, it's a different bond Having your deployment buddies you Absolutely know, Come home And still in the same unit You know, because you know how they roll You know what makes them tick yeah. Um, I got on everybody's nerves. That was just who I was. And they <laughs> knew that, you know, but there's a time and place for everything. There's right. a time and place for respect. There's a time and place where you stand at parade rest, which a lot of people don't understand now. You yeah. know, my, um, my chief, he, he hated getting saluted, you know, but there's, there's a respect thing about it. Um, Got it. Excuse me for a minute. Yeah, you're good, brother. Go
0: yeah, I mean, that's one thing that, you know, I know when oh. I went through basic training, we you yeah. had no patches on. You did not have a rank. You did not have a name. You did not have your U.S. Army patch. You were still a nobody. You were a trainee. Okay. You were a shitbag. You were the guy that and girl that nobody knew because that's all you were, your whole entire platoon. The only person you know or need to know is your drill sergeants. That's all. And you bear. Not call them Drill Sergeant okay. Smith or Drill Sergeant Johnson. It was Drill Sergeant. That's it. Because you don't know their name. You don't want to know their name because they're not friends with you. They're not your battle buddies. They're not your battles at all. So that basic respect and dignity, standing in line, um, and sense of parade rest, uh, going to the position of attention oh, okay. with an officer. Um, um, like Zach said, even as a, as a chief warrant officer, that's still an officer. So when you get to your unit, Yes, okay, you're yes, through no, your okay, AIT okay. your individual okay. training depending on what branch you go to but you've you've earned the sense to wear an army patch But you're still okay. beginning just like a brand new job. You can go through orientation all day okay. long But once you hit okay. your floor once you get to the spot where you're actually starting your job That's when you begin. So yeah, I don't care if your AIT was fucking three years long your basic training You're still a shitbag until you earn your way in your unit that's all and when you transfer units when you pcs or whatever guess what you start all over again and it doesn't matter what rank you are you still have to learn their way you still have to learn their situations everything like that so you should not expect you know the guys who deploy okay they have those certain patches for a damn reason and they deserve and earned every single one of them they deserve and earn every single ribbon just because you join the army or military whatever branch congratulations you're the one percent blah 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 all that good shit but you know what that still don't mean shit now it's time for you to start working um kind of like i'll even go with the idea of a fireman or emt congratulations you got through firefighter one you got your emt card congratulations well now it's time to start working because you don't know shit all you know how to do is take a test and you passed it that's it so now it's time, all right. Well, let me see how you work in a real fire. Let me see how you work on a real a real scene, not just because grandma fell down the stairs and she doesn't feel good now. No, let's see how you work on a full cardiac arrest while you know the mother screaming save my daughter and shit like that. So I mean, same kind of thing. You might have gone through your AIT, you might have gone through your basic, okay, congratulations, you didn't kill anybody. But now it's time to start working.
1: Yeah. Uh sorry I had to
0: take a phone call. Um yeah, going along with that, you know, you gotta.
1: There's a there's a time and place you gotta sit back and and watch other people. It's kind of like in the fire department, like Tony was saying. Um, you got all these older guys that's been in there 25, 30 years. Oh yeah, that know a hell of a lot more than you do, um, and it, it all it, it's the way that department runs. I can tell you right now, Middleburg Fire Department. You know, the tones drop, they're off the floor within three minutes. Absolutely. With, with a full crew. That's no shit. And probably multiple um, trunks too. You you listen to their transmissions come over, um and they have a full crew ready to grow off the floor within three minutes. And that's that's every call. Yeah. Doesn't matter, you know, if it's, you know, a CO alarm. Doesn't matter you know lift assist lift assist you know daytimes are harder because everybody's working but you still have that crew that gets yeah. off the floor and that's the way you got to look at it in the military is you just come into the unit you got to watch and you got to find somebody that's going to take you under their wing yeah and and teach you how everybody their works way. yeah and how you guys work together mm-hmm. um it's nothing's going to be handed to you no um and, and don't don't expect to, especially in the military. You know, there's <laughs> yeah, there's definitely. The only 20, thing that you'll get <laughs> you can, for free is PT. Yeah, there's 24 <laughs> seven hazing going on. You know. Oh yeah. That's ha- the way it is. Hazing's hazing, and and I fully support it. You know, you can you know hate me for it. You know, you can disconnect from this podcast, but people need Fuck it. Fuck you. <laughs> Everybody yeah. needs hazing. I was hazed. You yeah. know, I know people, I've seen people get haze, you know, it's... It builds character, it, it builds it's, strength. It's the way it is.
0: And I think it also, honestly, it builds bonds for that unit. And, you know, college hazing is totally different than the hazing we're talking about. Um, uh, all right, so see, that's that's what we're talking about right there. A tone just dropped for Cobo Skillfire. We, I can guarantee you, and, and if Copal Skill huts me for this, whatever, I really don't care, guys. Fuck off. Um, yeah. n- nobody will go to that call for the next 15 minutes. They'll have two mutual aid companies trying to get their call in. Probably. Okay. So, it, again, it's that bond, that, that brotherhood, that strong brotherhood. And every, it's almost, and I hate Brea's analogy, it's like a football team. You know, some years you're going to be better, some years you're going to be worse. But in the military, we don't have some years can be better, some years can be worse. We always have to be on top. We always have to be on top of our game because of the intimate threat of terrorists coming in and us deploying to other countries. We have to make sure we're always on top. So we take things a lot harder. We take things a lot stronger. We need to be on top of our game. So, yeah, the hazing, we have to haze. We have to make sure that trust is there, that bond is there. You have to make sure... Everyone there that says, I got your six, truly has your six, you know, because there's just too many times where they don't. Yeah,
1: you know, and, and it's kind of like, you know, when I first when they were first having women in these select uh, military fields, mm-hmm. Um Ie Rangers, yes, uh, special forces. Sf. You know, don't don't get me wrong. I'm not against women in the military. The only thing I'm against is standards. So standards piss me off in the military, especially if you get into these MOSs that the higher and yeah. So you know, I'm all for women in the military, but the only bitch I have about it is. They should be at a man's standard. Right. Okay. And the re- and, and the reason yeah. why I say nobody in the military, you get you get in the middle of a firefight, you're not running fucking two miles. No. I don't care who the fuck you are, <laughs> you're not running two miles in a straight line. Not happen. You're gonna get cover, concealment, I'm up. Bounding. Yeah. I'm up, he sees me, I'm down. Yeah, I'm exactly. Up. You're not gonna run a straight two miles. No. So there has to be. And I've bitched about this for a long time and have gotten in trouble for it Because There needs to be a set of standards That Is an equal playing field
0: absolutely, For
1: men and women And they need to be the same Standards for both yes. So alright Let's just say back with the old PT test If the, the male needed To do 55 pushups Well so doesn't the female Yep. She needs to do 55 push-ups. Your two mile run. She needs to do it in the same amount of time that you're limited to. Yep. The sit-ups. You know, it I need to know that if shit fucking goes down, she has my six and I don't have to question it at all.
0: Absolutely. You
1: know, it like I said, I'm all for women in the military. That's fine. That's great. But when shit happens, I need to know she has my six. Yeah. And I need to know it without question. Because if I have a question, then it's going to get all fucked up. Right. So, like I said, all women need to be, you know, on the same playing field. And it goes for men, too. I was just going to say that. You know, and it's some, okay, so for example, me, myself, I did the bare minimum, all right, for the most part, (laughs) you know, because it's a PT test. I knew in my mind, I had that mindset that, Boy, if I get to a firefight, I'm not going to run fucking two miles. So why do I got to do a 12-minute two-mile? Right. You know, I I was in that old man's bracket. I can fucking, you take know. Take my time take, at 18 take 20, minutes. 20 take 25 <laughs> minutes to fucking run a two-mile. Because I'm not going to run two miles in a straight line in a firefight.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm going to fucking hide. Hell yeah. I'm going to get cover and concealment. Hopefully shoot back. And, you know, return fire. I'm not... I'm not gonna keep running. The only time you keep running a straight line in a war is if they're shooting a nine mil because that doesn't shoot straight at all. No, and if it you hits know, you, you're gonna fuck. It's gonna be a laugh. You're
0: gonna be like, oh, that tickled. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Pillsbury Doughboy. I'll figure that one out, later. But fuck, you know, yeah, ooh, 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 ooh shots fired. Kinky. I don't know if you guys heard that, but she said, "Oh, you'll find that out later." So, so, but going back to it, you know,
1: standards are definitely important, though. I mean. Standards are important if the standards are followed are equal. No. Right. If if they're followed. Right. There so let's say all right. So my unit, all right, my unit was great. But just like all units, if you're not in that click, yep, you're fucked. So us as maintenance, everybody griped on maintenance because well, maintenance doesn't do anything. Of well, course not. Well that's what they say. It's on the outside (laughs) but but the trucks are running yes so you you don't fuck with maintenance that's the whole thing you do not fuck with maintenance because they're the ones that fix your trucks yep so if you weren't in the headquarters click Mm. and you got the headquarters guys running pt that drill chances are you're not gonna get the standards that you need it happens all the time that is true you can't you can't
0: tell me that it does not happen in an active duty unit yeah. oh it absolutely does i knew there was definitely um some sergeants i remember and i'm not gonna throw names out there but they know who they are um i had this great sergeant uh phenomenal she was great um and she was high speed you know and she did her best every single time and we had this other sergeant who was a little higher than her and she was doing her pt test Never failed the PT. I think she failed her PT test once because she messed her hip up. So her run time was a little slower than normal. Long story short, she rehabbed. Did good. Had, hadn't failed a PT test. All of a sudden, her push-ups aren't getting... She's getting, nope, nope. Not far enough down, not far enough down. Sit-ups, she, she supposedly failed on that. Just all this shit that she supposedly failed on. But then everyone else that was in her line passed and... I know a few of those people that were in her line that passed had failed their last three, but they were in her clique. They were in her friend group. So, yeah, it's definitely. And the piggyback. It's crazy. Piggyback off of that. Yeah, I wish
1: I had a piggyback. (laughs) Piggyback (laughs) off of that. The people running the test need to know the standards. Yes. So the people running the test need to know the proper way to do a push-up.
0: Yep. Cuz a lot of them don't. No,
1: the proper way to do a sit up. Sit up doesn't count until your back hits the ground again. Yes. That is the proper counting. And elbows to knees and then back down. Yes. As soon as your back As soon up. as your back touches, that's 1. You go back up, back down, that's 2. It's not every time you go up. Right. And that's where people get all jacked up. Yep. And the same thing with a push up. You know, you have to break that plane. Yes. You know, I don't. I don't care. You have your chest has to touch the ground. Yep, that's the only way I believe a sit up or a push up is counted. I agree because you can go 100 miles an hour and your elbows won't break.
0: Yep, and I saw that a lot in PT tests. I, guys would rip through and just there was boom, guys boom, that boom. did
1: 150 push
0: ups and I'm like, how the fuck did he did do 150 push ups? Yeah. There's no way. Nope, no way. And their chest and their chest is the size of a bird. Yeah, impossible. Well, again, that goes back to. Does a a tester know how to test them? And two, does the person taking the test actually know how? And I've seen this too where they know, like, let's say homeboy over here knows this guy is doing his test in his line. So here's a hundred bucks. Oh, next thing you know, he's got a 280 PT test now. Well, I mean, there's just, it does. It does. But I've seen that a thousand times. You know, I've seen
1: E5s, you know. Count extra for people. Yep. You know, because they're on that brink of getting promoted. Yep. And, and you they have to have it. a passing PT to get promoted.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys know this. Um, I know most of my military folk do. But you have to have a certain PT score to take certain classes. Yep. So if you don't have a certain PT score or SFAB score, your GT score, and if you don't have a certain GT score, you can't take classes or reclass either. So, I mean, there's definitely a lot of... Factors that go involved like we were saying before you can take and get promoted up to a certain point But then it takes other things to get to that next level yeah. and these are some of the things like the PT test and all that That and it, and it goes back to that click it's crazy every, it is every unit has that click every unit
1: Active duty national guard absolutely you know the air force you I know, was to air force marines, marines. if any if, of them if you're not in that click you're not gonna go far Especially if you're not in the headquarters click yeah you know that's the biggest thing that i found out is you're not gonna go to school no you know everybody at headquarters will go to school before you'll go to school even though they don't need those classes yep you know like a lot of my guys in the maintenance section you know wanted to go to school you know wanted to go to recovery school and this and that but headquarters got them
0: yep and they didn't even touch it
1: no headquarters got it um they failed out of it, and then there goes that class, you know. Or um, and now they
0: won't re re have the class because too many people failed.
1: Or supply gets it. Yep, supply got a lot. You know, it's it's if you're not in those clicks, mm-hmm. it, you're you're not gonna you're not gonna go far. And no. you know that's that's the biggest problem with the military. Not that you know we're not the strongest military in the world. But no. the military has gotten soft. You it know, has. There's, there's a bunch of pussies, a bunch of babies. Snowflakes. You know, it's half the time it's a dick swinging contest. Yep. Um, and it's, it's sad because there's a lot of good people in the military. There's a lot of people who want to progress and do good. But there's a lot of shit that gets you hung up because you're not the favorite person absolutely you know absolutely and- you're
0: not the the number one star in their eyes or the um like you said in the click and the right group the right you know you know on a monday morning in the agr you got these fucking dudes who are partying on the weekend oh sorry that was a great party this was a great party but then like you're like the fuck was my invite but that yeah. same time did you really want to be there because you hear the week after blars and dockets that first aren't had to go pick them up at jail or whatnot yeah. And it's, so it's a double edged sword. Yeah, it, it is. But, you know,
1: that's why I picked, you know, maintenance. Yeah. Like I keep saying, you don't fuck with maintenance. Yeah. You know, I had a. Um... All right. So, um,. Don't fuck with maintenance. Don't fuck with maintenance. because They will you destroy know, you. We we fix your vehicles. We get you where you need to go.
0: Um, I say that too. You know what? I was in a fuel and water platoon and they tried fucking with us and we're like, oh, sorry. It's past 1500. We can't fuel your, your Humvee. Sorry. Can't fuel <laughs> yeah. your fucking... Oh, sorry. Helicopters are down. Not a problem. Can't do it. Yeah. Our base closed. But yeah, I mean, the, the people who really... They're... I'll supply and help you. Like the one, I don't care if I can't get fucking pencils. I'll go to Walmart, off post, grab some pencils. So fuck you, supply. I don't need your shit. Anything we actually need, we would do ourselves. It's easier doing it that way. Yeah, and probably cheaper too. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Don't fuck with maintenance, guys. I mean, that's your PCS or your PCS. Wow. Uh, your PMCSs. They have to get signed off by that. Well, correctly. Get signed off by them, your dispatches have to go through maintenance and all. Like, there's so much stuff that maintenance does. I know they did for us. Um, and one well, of my first friends uh in my unit was this guy, Sergeant stacks big motherfucker. Uh dude was cool as hell. He dj too, so we, we hit it off just like that. And I would always go to him to get my shit signed off. Um, and he would tell me, Hey, this is fucked up, that's fucked up, don't roll without that taken care of. All right, so aren't too easy. And I, will, I would always make sure that I wouldn't go back to him and burn him. Yeah. You know, especially, I always try to take care of him. Especially that. I mean, it. you know, we. you do
1: the PMCSs for a reason. Um, everybody half-asses PMCSs. Everybody. Oh, yeah. Everybody. Um. It's because you don't want to stand out in the cold or you don't want to stand out in 90-degree weather, you know, you want to you want to just you know do the basics you know kick the tire yes it has air in it you know, um, you know a lot of a lot of people you know if you sit there you know I had a I had an awesome E five um, Sergeant Morris um, he took me under his wing you know him and I went to Afghanistan together um, came back together but over in Afghanistan you know he would he's the type of person that you read the TM. Yeah, You try to do it. If you can't do it, he will help you. If you just automatically come to him with questions, he's gonna say, Go fuck yourself, pretty much. Yeah. Um, it. you know, so when we were over there, not doing anything else, you know, I would sit in the truck and I would read the TMs from front to back. You know, on, on the launch breaks, you know, on the smoke <laughs> breaks, which, you know, if they couldn't find Schaefer, you know, just check the smoke pit. Because yep. that's where I was ninety-five percent of the time and he could back that up. Um, but there, there's, there's a proper way to do a PMCS. You know, it, it, PMCS is don't take 15 minutes, you know, no. they don't take an hour. No. I mean, cause every little thing and, and one thing that people will never write down on a PMCS <laughs> is the wipers. Wipers, fluids, wipers, you know, you have to, you have to tip the cab on a 1088, yep. um, you know, and, and check that's a proper PMCS, and he would always ding everybody for that. He would gig them, you know. Did you did you, you know, tip the cab? Yep. No, sorry. Well, you're not done. I'm not signing off on this PMCS until that's done, and I would always piss off all the 1088s, you know. And sometimes, you know, he would just let them roll, you know. And yeah, you, you have to. There's a warning label on everything for a reason, because one dumb motherfucker has done it. Yep. Um, You know, there's a warning label. I don't know. I can't even come up with anything because there's so many warning labels, you know.
0: On on our energy drinks that we're drinking right now. Oh, by the way, thank you. Bang Energy. Rip It Energy. Uh, Raise. Monster. Guys, so we have so many help out helps. Yeah. See? The unedited, fucked up version. <laughs> Um, so much help from these guys. Thank you so much, um, for making this possible as well. We do drink your stuff. We do promote your stuff. We do love it. You guys so live off of it. yeah, we caffeine and nicotine, you know, yeah. that's still what they say, but it's true. You know, I, I tried the bang star blast. Um,
1: it's all right. Not a fan of it, but my go-to is the bang blue Raz. Uh, Tony knows that. Oh, yeah. He pretty much has one stocked when I come over. Absolutely. Um, But, yeah, thank you, Bang, Monster, Rip It. Um, Big shout out to Lindsay State Farm. Um, She does a lot for the veterans. Uh, Clockworks Windshields, Mitchell, South Dakota, number one windshield in the motorcycle business as of today. Um, Exclusive with drag specialties. Um, They got everything from, you know, 96 to uh, 20 models, um, windshields. They got UTV stuff, um, yeah. accessories, merch. Um, they even got a little cool bobblehead of Brian Clock nice, holding a windshield. You know, it' great company. Um, they'll they'll help you out as much as you can to get the right windshield for your bike.
0: Yeah, Cobble Skill Barber uh, They hooked me up again from my last from our last podcast. Uh, cleaned me up with my beard. So I'm growing this beautiful Viking beard. Uh, so you know we're it's all you guys who've helped us these smaller companies, we want to give back out to you guys. So thank you guys for supporting us. It does mean a lot to us. Um so
1: wanna go back to um your time never never ends.
0: Yeah, that that warrior inside you.
1: Yeah, it 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 does the clock never stops ticking. Um you're always on alert. Yeah. Um you're always battle ready um for shit to go down. It's anything's a weapon. Um pretty much, yeah. yeah.
0: You you have this mindset and, and that and a lot of people had this already, but everyone's your enemy. But you really in in a soldier's mind, when we say enemy, we just don't look at it as oh, that's the female who is dressing her in her um and sorry if I say it's wrong, but hijab. Is that the turnip. What is it, honey? Hijab. Hijab. Um, so, you know, it's not just the guy wearing the, the turban. Those motherfuckers, I feel a little more safer around than the guy coming up to me, shaking my hand, smiling at me. Yeah. So, you know, when we say terrorists, when we say enemies and stuff like that, don't always assume it's... it's. I don't want to say those people. Um, It's yep. not going to be... The Middle Easterns, it's not going to be the Russians, it's not going to be the Chinese, the ones that we have been fighting for and stuff like that, or fighting against. It's the ones who are right here in our own country. Yep. Again, two weeks ago, Nashville, yep. that was your white dude, foreign-bred, um, Stereo- st-
1: stereotypic uh, person. Yeah. You know, and like Tony said, it's, it's not. You know, it's not the you know Indians. You know the the ones without the feathers. Um, it's you know
0: it's it's anybody. Yeah, and, and anybody is looking to take you out at any time. That's my mindset. Yeah, anyone's out there to take you out at any time, and you always have to be prepared. You don't you don't know what when and where. Mm-hmm. Um, Boston Marathon. Yep. A couple kids put down a couple backpacks, and boom. Um, I actually have a good buddy. Uh, We call him Boston Frank, Um, great medic. He was one of the first medics on scene in Boston. He actually left Boston to come back to New York um, because of that reason. You know, you don't know. You could be in Walmart or another shopping center. And, I mean, you and I know and a lot of the military people know how quickly it is to make a gas, Um, especially in the first responder world. We deal with that shit all day long. So it's easy to deal with it or easy to know how to make it. And I hate saying this. I'm not promoting this at all. Guys, common sense. You can go on Google. I mean, this stuff's out there and yeah. we don't want you to do it. That's that's the wrong way to deal with things. I do
1: not suggest looking up the Anarchist cookbook. Do not do it. Um, you will get flagged immediately. <laughs> yes Don't do it I've known of a couple guys That have been flagged by the FBI For trying to buy the Anarchist cookbook Or for even searching it Yes um, It's it's nothing to fuck around with
0: um, But the terrorists are right there I hate saying right here in our Yeah In our state In our hometowns They're your neighbors They're the ones that I'm not going to say smile at you But the, the ones you don't expect Are probably going to be the ones who do it
1: Yeah There's Um a movie that I watched on Netflix a couple weeks ago. I can't remember the name of it. Um, he's kind of He was kind of like the Unabomber. Um, hmm. And he uh, he did it at the 1968-69 Olympics. Um, it was a... Uh, I can't... Let me Google it. Tony Takeover for a minute. Let me see <laughs> if I can...
0: Yeah, I mean, guys, it's... it's, And we don't want to scare you with all this doomsday stuff, but it's real. I mean, there's more people and more destruction and more terrorism here within the United States itself than there is from outside terrorism. I mean, you're going to have outside terrorist groups. Your ISIS, your Al-Qaeda, all these other things, yes, that stuff is still there. It's still dominant or predominant. We still are fighting those groups, but you have to remember... It can be right in your backyard, too, and it's your neighbor. It's your friend who offered you, you know, that beer the other day. You never, ever know. Yeah, so going back to it, it's on Netflix. It's called Deadly
1: Games. Mm-hmm. Um. So it took place back in 1996. It was, it was the Olympic Park bombing in Atlanta. So the oh, suspect yes. was Richard Jewell. Um, now, Richard Jewell, so think about what... I don't care what side you're on. If you're, you know, far left, if you're middle, if you're far right, um, think about what the media does to you. Mm-hmm. Um, think about how quickly they can ruin your life. Um, and this is what happened to Richard Jewell.
0: Yeah. So Richard here in the story. Richard
1: Jewell was a former police officer. Um, got kicked off the force for. Um, Disobedience, that's not the right word, but you guys know where I'm going with this. Um, And he was a security guard for Atlanta Park uh, or the Atlantic Stadium for the Olympics. Now, how it was all set up is there was a bench, there's a crowd of people, and then there's a stage probably about 50 feet in front of that bench. Um, There's a bunch of kids horsing around. Um, Jewel told them to leave. You know, eventually they left. He turned back around, turned around again, and there was a military bag um, that was identified as a military bag because you could tell it had the Molly gear on it. um, And really, only military has Molly gear. Yeah. Um, But he said it was a bomb. So um, it was a bomb. It did explode, it killed two people. Injured 120, 130 other. And his life was destroyed by the media. um, Because they thought he wanted to be the hero cop. um, The hero security guard that saved everything. And this... He was... It was 80 days. Yeah, 80 or 90 days after the bombing that his name was cleared. And they found out that... Eric Rudolph was the actual bomber. Um, he bombed a um, uh, couple different places. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't remember drawing.
0: where. I do remember hearing that name, though.
1: Yep. Um, it was a abortion clinic. Eric Rudolph bombed. Um, Eric Rudolph lived out in the woods in... North Carolina for I think it was six Nope, five years Five years, and then How it all came down is You know, he got He was manhunted um, The FBI lied um, They were pinned on one guy Because of the media And yep. Uh, and close their vision. They didn't. Yeah, even, it was. They Total vision. Of, yeah. And Richard Jewell kept pleading and pleading and pleading his case that he was innocent. Um, a lot of people speculate that there's something wrong with Jewell, like he was mentally retarded. Um, you know, that's why he lived at home with his mother. Yeah. Um, but come to find out, it's it was it was the media that destroyed people.
0: Yeah. And and that's big that's why we say, too, when we push, it's okay to listen to the news to find out what's going on in your backyard, but you got to think the bigger picture, guys. I mean, this the media is, oh, my God, they're the shystiest scammer. They're just looking for a story, and they're going to take that story and twist it any way they can. You know, a fireman saves a cat out of a tree. Next thing you know, there was a tiger in the tree, and they had to kill it because it attacked like five people. It's and... like the telephone game. Exactly. I tell
1: you, and you tell a hundred other people. It's not going to be the same story. No. I could have told you that, you know, butter on popcorn is great. And the last guy could have said, you know, he picked his nose and ate it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's. It's well, yeah. I mean, that's. And the media just is so good at that. They're so good at twisting and turning and making things out. And, of course, they follow the story. So, they all they saw was retire, or uh, kicked off cop, security guy. They, they dug into his background. So, Jewel was in the military. Um,
1: and also the big thing that they got hung up on Richard Jewell is the police department he was in offered him a, um, bomb making and bomb disposal class. Yes. That was the biggest thing that they were hung up on is, oh, he knows how to make bombs. You can go to Home Depot and get a fucking pipe bomb. Yeah. It's it's not that hard. No, not at all. I wouldn't do it, but... You can go to your regular store and you could buy shit to, you
0: know. I mean, well, let's throw this out there since we're going down this rabbit hole. uh, There's this thing called chemical suicide. And by any means, I do not suggest anybody even looking this up. Um, (laughs) But there was a class I took through the fire department. um, So who who knows, maybe 10, 15 years from now, something will happen. I'll get dinged for, you know, oh, well, he took this class. Oh, it must be, you know. Um, But very, very small, homemade. Chemicals you can you have probably underneath your sink right now yep. that can wipe out a whole entire block within one or two inhales. Toilet, just... toilet, toilet bowl cleaner and aluminum foil yep. in a bottle.
1: Shake it up, put it down. We've all we've all done it. You can't tell me that you haven't done it, because we've all fucking yep. done it. Um you see shit on it. You just keep painting over there. <laughs> <laughs> you see shit about, you know. You, everything is on the internet. What happens... You know, you put something on the internet, it's on there for life. Yep. It, do, it doesn't It will matter. never come
0: back. Yeah. No. no. It will never be taken down somewhere. Somehow it's going to be there. Yep. It's just crazy. I mean... Yeah, guys. So that's the stuff we're talking about. is like keeping the warrior in us. These are the things that we see and recognize everywhere we go. Every person we see, we think, hey, do they have this? Do they have that? What is that? You know, we see a closed can of an energy drink okay we know it's closed it's sealed we see a guy or a girl walking down the road with it open but what do they actually are they actually drinking it or are they just holding it what's actually in that can it's just a small stuff like that that we're triggered to to watch and investigate in our own minds is that person safe is that person not safe and i know for me a lot of times it gets exhausting um but you have to I, I feel I have to live this way because I don't want anything to happen to my family and friends but at the same time I know how many possibilities are out there and I just want everyone to be safe but at the same time you can't disclose you can't throw out I'll say um, disregard the possibility of of major things that can happen and I feel fortunately we've been very lucky up here in Middleburg New York where we haven't had any Crazy tragic things like that happen, um, but of course like we say it's only a matter of when and where and, and the time Crossgates Mall always gets hit with stuff Colony Center always gets hit with stuff uh, Schenectady Albany you hear all this crazy stuff that happens there and that's not far too far away from us so it's slowly creeping itself out from 20 years ago well shit what am i saying longer than that now uh 25 years ago cross gates mall was the place to go colony center place was the place to go i remember going there as a kid and my parents dropping me off i'd meet up with some friends go watch a movie whatever and then they would pick me up now i wouldn't even imagine i don't like going there as an adult i have to load myself up on meds just so i can go outside to go there because i'm too freaked out
1: yeah
0: it's just it's crazy you know and going back to
1: you know the part one of this this episode um, would be uh, little little quirks. Um, large crowds, I can't do large crowds. No. Um, for for an extended period of time, so I don't go black Black Friday shopping. No, nope. because uh, I'd kill a motherfucker. Hell no. <laughs> um, I can't do. I just can't do large crowds. Um, fairs. So I was a I was a security guard at the fair two years ago, uh, before COVID shut down everything. And I was uh, I was run I was security guard at the beer tent, and oh. it's you know it was right next to where the derby was going on, mm. and you know you get these fuckers, you know you get all these these derby guys are crazy. You get all these fucking people, and. Um, in, in a single area and if something goes wrong it the shit's gonna fucking
0: fly. Oh it it's, does. It's
1: crazy. I don't know if you've had any situations of you know different things, but oh yeah. You know, large crowds is a no go. Um
0: there, there's a lot of certain things. bars, like a lot of bars and stuff, if it's a small hometown bar, I don't mind going to, but I'd rather just go to a friend's house or stay home and have a few beers. Yep. Um because I don't know what's going to happen. That next person that walks to a door, how how annihilated are they? And are they gonna to try to start problems? Yeah. You know, I I because I'm sure the same thing with you, Zach. When shit hits a fan, we don't go into, oh, okay, let's just fight this person and walk away. No, it's life or death. I'm going to go home. I'm going to be safe. So that person is probably not going to be alive. And why put yourself in that situation if you know that situation could happen? Yep definitely why even put like you said black friday shopping i know if i go Black, oh i i won't i won't anymore because of that reason
1: yeah it's don't put yourself in those situations you got to know yourself you got to know your limitations um
0: so don't put yourself in those situations you know where you can get hung up yeah um because they'll come back and bite you as much as you might be right in that situation it all they're gonna see, especially if you're in the military, military training, all your special classes, yep. and then it's your fault. Yep. Oh, you, mental all illness, this... PTSD. You're done. You fed all this training. Yep. You should know better.
1: Yeah, and that's that's what it falls back on is is you should know better. Yep. It's not his fault that he had a forty-five stuck to your head, but since <laughs> you put him in the hospital and he can't fucking walk again, it's your fault. Yep. So, just uh, just be careful. Um, you know have any questions or anything you can always ask us we'll, yeah, definitely. we'll answer anything um
0: yeah, I'm you know we'll we'll wrap it up with this. Uh, we got about nine minutes left, eight minutes left but um you know, like we always say guys, if you have any anything you want to talk about, you know, definitely call in um we did a little test run so both of our phones do work. In the sense of the podcast. So if you want to call in, we can definitely uh, save our audio so that we can have you on as a special guest or whatnot. Yeah. We can have all that. So please, you know, look after your battle buddies. Like Zach always says, check out the guy next door. Make sure he's doing okay. Yeah. It's the beginning of the year. It's a new year. Um,
1: People are still going through the same shit. Yeah. Always check on the person to the right and left of you. Not always military not always first responder. It's your neighbor. Yep. Um, you know, be it's, smart, it's be your safe. Friend down the road. All it takes is that one phone call. Doesn't matter if they answer or not. They know that somebody's out there trying to reach out to you. Absolutely. Um, I saw a post the other day on on Facebook, um, and he didn't want to tell the story, but he did. But it was called "Dirty Laundry." Um, so. The meaning behind that is military vet, got a call from another vet, 850 miles away. Um, He was in California. The other guy was in Upper Washington. Um, Buddy called him and said, hey, I'm not right in the head. I need help. Um, He said, okay, give me a minute. Let me finish putting my laundry away. That's how Dirty Laundry started. That's how they got the title. So anytime those two guys are in trouble, they would always SOS Dirty Laundry. So they know something's wrong um,
0: That's awesome So he,
1: he finished his laundry, put it away, this and that and Drove 850 miles straight through the night Went and picked them up um, Not saying you have to do that That's great That's wonderful But that simple phone call Will save a lot um, Absolutely This 22 a day um, It's tough We, Tony and I almost lost somebody Um, Tony actually reached out to him Yep. and then he reached back. Um, we got into that whole episode a while back. You can go through and listen to it. It's called jammed up. Um, you know, and, and and he, and he's doing great from what I see on Facebook. Um, I don't know if Tony's talked to him in a while, but
0: Yep, I've been checking in with him, um, at least once a day, uh, seeing how he's doing. And he's definitely, he's doing much better. He's heads up. He's got a, uh, Court hearing in a couple days Um, So we're all praying for him and I know he's Going to do good I know he's going to walk away On the up because you know the truth Always plays out in in those kind of Situations Um, so I Know he's going to do great and He's ready to retire and get get Move on to the next chapter of his life so I wish Him all the best yeah Um, And yeah I mean all it takes is one call One call to say hey man how you doing Like I said it it could be anybody Um, But
1: that's what we wanted to end it on. Um, always check on everybody.
0: Yeah, check on your battles.
1: Um even if you don't like them. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people that I don't like, but you know, I still I scroll through Facebook and I see him and and hey, okay, you know, he posted an hour ago. You know, or he posted 10 minutes ago. Um you always got to look out for one another and that's we're going to say this every podcast. Absolutely. Um, until it sinks in, you know, you're going to lose people. It happens. It's part of life. Yep. Um, and if you're thinking about doing it, you know, it, it's not going to solve any problems. No. Um,
0: just ripples out to it, everyone it, else.
1: It, it fucks everybody else up. Um, it's, it's not a solution. There are ways out. I know military first responders, those guys are hard-headed. They don't like to talk. Most of them are men. They don't <laughs> like to talk about their feelings. Um, but... Feelings aside, you know, it's like admitting you're, you know, you're an alcoholic. That's mm-hmm. the first step. My name is Zachary Schaefer and I'm an alcoholic. You know, that's it. It, it takes that one step. Yep. You you make that first step. Everything else is a breeze. Yeah. You know, it'll all come flowing out after that. Um, you just have to talk about it. And nobody's here to judge you. I'm not here to judge you. Hell no. Um. You can you can call in. You can email. Um, you can email. You know, SOS,
0: whatever. Yeah, um, we understand that kind of thing. Yep. Facebook. Um, um, shoot us a private message if you want. Yeah. Um, especially if you guys know us personally, don't ever hesitate to to reach out to us. Um, because like Zach says, whether it's one o'clock in the morning or fucking five o'clock at night, you know, seventeen hundred, it don't matter. We're we're gonna be here for you guys. And if we can't physically get you the help, we'll get somebody to reach out to help you. Because all I all I don't wanna get that call from your mom, your dad saying, Hey, by the way, yeah, this happened. Um, couple about a week ago, uh Christmas Eve found out one well, of my good friends, older guy, but ended up having a heart attack. You know, what I mean you never wanna hear that no- that news. But yeah. That's why we're here to help you guys out. And that's why ultimately also we made this this podcast was to help each other out.
1: You know, reach out. Even if you have questions, you know, about. Yeah, anything. Hey, should I re-up? Um, you know, it depends on your situation. You know, like we were talking, you know, a month ago. Um, depends on the situation you're in. You know, if you have a chance to grab, you know, an E5, an E6 slot, grab it. Yep do another year you know do another two years whatever um and then retire out or medical out um whatever if you have a chance to grab it grab it if you have a chance to go to a different unit start new um yeah start fresh start new do it um but you want to you want to have to do it don't tell i don't want to tell you to do it you have to figure out if you want to do it i'm just giving you you know, options in a scenario of what the possibilities are. Now, keep in mind that, you know, you go that route, you're going to start at the bottom again. Mm -hmm. You may be an E five. Um, you may start at the bottom or you may be thrown into the shit and say, Hey, fix this, fix this unit or fix these five group of guys. You know, it, it all, those challenges, it, it all, it all depends. But if it makes your career better, um, makes you move up better, take it. Um, Because really There's no other I mean you can come To the civilian side But Make sure that's what You want to do Because you know If you just want to get out Because you hate it You know And then You get out You're going to regret it You're going to hate that You're You're going to hate that You're out um, Or go to National Guard Yeah We're the the nasty girls But hey You know You have a family You don't want to move Stay in Go to the National Guard. Yeah. It's easier to go from active duty to National Guard than National Guard back to active duty. So true. Paperwork. Oh, yeah. So want to end it on that? Um, questions, concerns, gripes, comments, go fuck yourselves, whatever. Um, subscribe, donate, share this out. Um, about 10 seconds. Anything you want
0: to add, Tony? Yeah. Stay triggered and uh, we love you guys.